amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Welcome to Northwest Prime, bringing Seattle to the world and the world to Seattle. I'm your host, Lori Ness, a soldier on the front line of the mainstream. You can listen to this and other shows at northwestprime.com. And be sure to stay with Seattle Wave Radio 24-7-365 for more great music and interviews. We're starting a movement of kindness, and we want you to join us. Let's get this show started. My guest today has her debut cookbook out. How exciting is that? Tara Bench is a seasoned food editor, stylist, and recipe developer. She's known as Tara Teaspoon. She offers simple dishes that taste delicious, and they look fantastic, from savory snacks to satisfying sweet desserts. Tara has showcased more than 120 delectable recipes for both the seasoned cook and the casual cook in her new cookbook, Out Now, Live Life Deliciously, Recipes for the Busy Weeknights and Leisurely Weekends. And just to give you a little background on Tara, for those of you who may not know, she spent more than 20 years in the food industry. She recently has been working as the food and entertaining director at Ladies Home Journal. Prior to that, Tara was a food editor at Martha Stewart Living. She's appeared on the Today Show. She was on Martha Stewart's television show numerous times. Uh, she's been on the Food Network, both as a judge and a contestant. So we're really excited to be able to talk to Tara today, and especially with the excitement of this new cookbook. So she's finally on the other end. So all this time she's been interviewing people herself, and now she has her own cookbook out. So we're going to be back with Tara Bench, known as Tara Teaspoon, in just a moment.
Okay, I'm back with our guest today, Tara Teaspoon, and she is just amazing to talk to. She's got a lot of energy and shows in her cookbook. It's her debut cookbook called Live Life Deliciously. So thank you, Tara, for coming on and sharing this this event with us. I mean, you're you're your baby. You're kind of showing the world your baby. <laughs> well, thanks so much for having me. And yes, this cookbook, I'm so excited to have it out in the world. So thanks for sharing it with everyone. Well, let's talk a little bit about right out of the gate. Your mom was a home ec teacher. Uh, you dedicated the book to her. So you kind of grew up in a home that was cooking friendly, um, working uh, with children mm -hmm. friendly kitchen. Yeah, I, I certainly did. She, you know, she didn't work when we were growing up. She worked as a home ec teacher before she had children. And so that was her her background and both my grandmothers, her mother and my father's mother were great cooks. So we had delicious food always, but my mother had a special gift for uh, preparing food and enjoying her time in the kitchen and serving food so graciously and beautifully. And so I just learned a passion for that. And I cooked by her side growing up my whole life. And then when it came time to say, what am I going to do out in the world? I wanted that to be a big part of my life. So when when you went to college, were, were you studying in the food realm field, or did you think that your life wasn't going to take you in that direction? Well, no, I did. I started actually thinking, hey, I'll go into food science. I like cooking. I like food. And oh my goodness, food science is not cooking. <laughs> it's <laughs> chemistry and um so I ended up finding my way into culinary arts, and I ended up studying culinary arts and minoring in journalism. So that sort of prepared me for going into what later became such a passion, which was food publishing and magazines and sharing recipes. I knew that I didn't necessarily want to work in a restaurant or be a caterer and live that lifestyle. It's a very hard lifestyle, but I still wanted to cook and uh, make recipes and make beautiful food. So finding my way into magazine publishing was just wonderful. And I started, I actually ended up starting at Martha Stewart as an intern and working my way up to be a food editor and just loved every minute of learning how to create food for magazines. Well, it's it's amazing that, that your first internship was at Martha Stewart uh, because she's so mm -hmm. well-known and so high-profile. And, you know, I, I don't know if, if this is true or not. Uh, you know, you can tell me if I'm wrong, but um, we have Microsoft here, and you guys have Martha Stewart on the other side. And um, what, what the rumor is is that it's like it's it's kind of like dog years working for them so one year working at microsoft like seven somewhere else because it's a lot oh. of hard work but 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 what you get the information that you get is is beyond anything else that that you would find out there it's mm -hmm. it's uh it, mm -hmm. it's so engulfing and and so consuming it's hard work but but the payoff is just extraordinary I think you're right. I think that's a good comparison to make. And, and it, it is, I've never looked at it that way that, you know, one year at Martha Stewart counts for so many more someplace else. But really when I started there, you know, more than 20 years ago, I, it was, she was the epitome of 
cooking at home and homemaking and learning those skills and making them trendy and, and beautiful. And so I really did. I learned a lot, but it was, uh, you know, I cut my teeth there. I was working with some of the most talented people in their fields, you know, stylists and designers and cooks, um, artists, gardeners, you know, every aspect of her magazine just had the most talented people and none of them knew how to manage or do business. (laughs) So it was just this amazing (laughs) like artist studio. And it was also really hard in a business sense. Uh, So I did learn a lot about every aspect of business and creation and, and being an artist in our, in my field. So yeah, it was great experience and I'm glad I have it under my belt and behind me. Let's say that. Exactly, exactly. And that's what people say about Microsoft as well. So mm-hmm. um, that's, you know, I, I had heard kind of those things, two things about both companies. Um, so when did you start thinking that you were going to have your own cookbook and start compiling or putting away recipes for, for because, you know, I, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but but cookbooks just don't pop up overnight. They, they, they really oh, take years no, of, of, uh, yeah. of creativity and, and planning. Yes. And, you know, this one definitely took a, a good two years to create and to assemble and test the recipes and decide how the recipes were going to go in the book and what the chapters were going to be and how, how I was going to share that with the readers. So you're right. It is, it is more of a, a task and a job than I even imagined. I thought, oh my goodness, I've been in publishing for my entire career. I can write a cookbook. This is going to be great. I'll just put it together. And it really did take a lot more time than I thought. And I learned a lot along the way. But definitely I thought I always wanted to write a cookbook. But the time just never was right. I was busy with other amazing career opportunities and things in my life and this this time the opportunity presented itself and I sort of had to make it the right time you know I've, I've heard that with so many people that when opportunities come their way you know you really do have to prioritize it and say yes this is something I want to do and this is my passion so I'm really lucky I was able to create this and put it out to the world. Did you feel any added pressure since you were well-known? You had been on TV. You'd been on the Today Show. You'd been on the Food Network, both as a contestant and, and a judge, which I did want to mm-hmm. follow up with that, which is harder, but um, <laughs> being a contestant or being the judge. But um, yeah. but uh, you, did, did, did you feel some pressure? Because, you know, your, your, your name's out there, and, and everyone's expecting um, when this cookbook drops, mm-hmm. they, they, they know who you are. Oh, absolutely. Are you kidding? It's just, you definitely think about that. And I certainly did. Uh, But at the same time, this was something where I didn't have any parameters. I didn't have a brand or a client or anything that I had to conform to. And so I really was able to just take all of that experience, all of that, um, you know, knowledge and put it into a book that I wanted to do. So I sometimes I had to tell myself, hey, this is mine and no one else mm-hmm. is telling me what to do and I'm going to make it the best I can I can make it. So 
I think it's just, it's a compilation of all that experience in, in one place. Well, you have really have hit on a number of things in, in the cookbook that I've never seen before. And, and that's mm. really hard because, you know, there's, there's a lot of cookbooks out there right now and, and so many people are cooking. And so there's, there's more of a demand, I think, right now for cookbooks more than ever. I love to see kind of this passion and this rejuvenation of people buying cookbooks, looking for cookbooks, talking about cookbooks. And so mm -hmm. people kind of are comparing what's out there. And, and one of the favorite things, there's, there's so many in, in your cookbook, but one, one of the best things that I loved right out of the gate was your butter board. And I am oh. a butter snob. And when I go to a restaurant, I judge them on their butter. And I've talked about this before, but some of my most memorable dinners out have been the butter and, and what they serve you. And I have never yeah. seen that in a cookbook before. And you talked about this and you, you've given us garlic basil butter and rosemary olive, uh, olive butter and so many more. And I, I, I just, I just have to bow down to you because I just thought that was just <laughs> genius. <laughs> well, thank you. I'm the same, you know, so many memorable bites at restaurants are about the the rolls or the bread and the butter they bring at the beginning and i'm the same but this really came off of the trend of cheese boards and snack boards and things like that which i love and i have several of them in my book but i thought sometimes i just want a crispy baguette with that soft center smeared with really good butter and so this came off of that i added flavors to those butters and created that experience where you can taste the butters like you would taste cheeses on a on a cheese board and but it kind of hits home for both of us right our love of butter <laughs> yeah it was I mean it started out that way and I thought I don't even care what's in the rest of this book I'm gonna love it because right now we are so in tune with it and, and you can make it up you know a few days ahead of time and then you can bring it out I mean I mm -hmm. just I was absolutely and then if you turn the next page, it does go right to what you say, and which is another favorite of mine, and that's the Italian snack board. And you had done sure. something with your snack board that I hadn't seen before that I am going to add to mine. And you had actually put tortellinis on your snack board, and I hadn't ever thought of that before. And so I really love to see those those platters with different things. And then and here you have the tortellini on there, and I thought, oh. Why didn't I think of that? I mean, that, that just, that makes so much yes. sense, but I would have never thought of that if you hadn't have done that first. Oh, good. Isn't that true? Like when I cook pasta, like tortellini, don't you always sneak some out of the colander when you drink yes. it? And I thought, well, yes. tortellini finger food, you can dip that right in marinara. Why not put it on a snack board? That was that was genius again. That was that was so good. There were there were just so many things like that just littered throughout this book. It was just absolutely oh, fantastic. I mean, you could just taste everything as it was, you know, just leaping off of the page. And and whoever did your photography, um, I forgot to write down their oh, name, but they did a really really great job. Yes. It's Ty Meekum, and he's a dear friend and very talented photographer. And we actually had such a blast working together. And he really did make my food look ten times better. It's it's amazing. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, the, the the food itself is extraordinary. And then you know the 
the, uh, the the photography with it just really brings it to life. And that's something that uh, has evolved with cookbooks. I've noticed um, from you're a vintage cookbook collector, and they, oh, I am. So, so you'll know they, they used to not have a lot of pictures in them. It was just mostly text. Mm -hmm. And uh, and so now I really love the photography that's now incorporated with with cookbooks. Mm -hmm. And it is that was one of the things I said when I talked to my publisher at the very beginning. I said I want a picture with every recipe, and they agreed. It's so important to be able to be inspired not only by the picture and the title of the recipe and the description. You need it all, and I think we're so kind of lucky to have such books now that we can kind of almost read like mm -hmm. for enjoyment so I think that's great well you know what, what I do when I have um a, a dinner party when people come over you know I have a bar up at the kitchen so people are sitting up there and you know they're nibbling on different snacks and you know having some drinks while I'm in the kitchen or my husband and I are in the kitchen I put out cookbooks for people to look through just like their coffee oh, table books that's so smart. That's <laughs> and so smart. and and they love it you know it's a you know and they um people have just been so impressed at the evolution oh. of, of cookbooks so yours is going to be up there at our next gathering as well oh, for good. people that's what I was <laughs> say. I hope mine makes the cut that's so funny. It, it does it will it will were, were those your vintage cookbooks used in in your cookbook on on some of the pages that were showing the older cookbooks was, was that your collection yes Yes, so that is just some of my collection, and I thought those were just, they're so pretty when you put them all together, um, and you brought up a good point. That is a collection of mine, and I collect a lot of things, and so at the beginning of each chapter, there's a picture of something I've collected, whether it's reamers or whisks or wooden spoons, and my genius prop stylist that helped me uh, create this book, Veronica, she arranged my collections into the most beautiful images and they're just for me it's that sentimental moment in the book as you flip through the pages you get to see what I work with and what I collect and what I love as part of my kitchen well I think it will it will draw our memories back to our mothers our grandmothers kitchens mm -hmm. um, where we saw their their cookbooks when I was looking at at your cookbooks I I could remember seeing some of those in my mom's kitchen or in my grandmother's kitchen and it, it made me want mm -hmm. to um when I go over to see my mom next time uh you know kind of casually walk over to her cookbook collection and uh, see if she's willing to part with anything because I would really love to have some of those <laughs> in, in in my home as well because there, there, there's just a a warmth that comes with them um almost mm -hmm. when you're touching it's you're kind of going back in a time capsule it takes you right mm -hmm, back right. to to your childhood well, yeah, exactly. you, you also, we had so many tomatoes come into our garden and, and I've talked to more people who are doing home gardens and this year in the Pacific Northwest, tomatoes, oh. everybody doesn't even know what to do with their tomatoes and you have salsa recipes there and everybody yes. loves salsa and that's something we can can and we can give away. Everybody loves salsa. So I love seeing the salsa recipes because that calls right to our problem right now. And it's an abundance. Oh, Usually yeah. it's zucchini, but this year it's tomatoes for us. <laughs> it's a bumper crop of tomatoes. Well, I'll tell you what, it, and there it's a hidden gem in the book, but on my New York focaccia sandwich that's uh, back in the middle of the book, in one of the chapters, um, 
I have oven roasted tomatoes on that sandwich. And I'll tell you what, those oven roasted tomatoes, make them with your bumper crop because you can keep them in the fridge and they go on sandwiches, salads, pastas. They are delicious. So you'll have to try those. I definitely will. Definitely. We're looking for anything that we could do with tomatoes because we are, <laughs> we, we are, it, it, it is, it, it's just been, um, it, it's, it's more than an abundance. It, it's almost, oh, wow. uh, it, it's almost apocalyptic. <laughs> what, 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 that's good it. because, you know, tomatoes are, are good for you anyway. But uh, so I, I really love seeing that because, so many people also love love tomatoes, and, they, and there's nothing better than your tomatoes right out of your garden. But but to be mm -hmm. able to um, canning supplies were in preserve uh, Oh my goodness, right. were shortage yes. this year, and so yes. many people so, were canning. So, uh huh. My my family included. Everyone was trying to swap jars and lids and who has what. Um, but tomatoes are great because you can create a sauce or a salsa and freeze it. And mm -hmm. so you don't need to do the canning if, if you don't have the supplies. Exactly. Exactly. Freezing is, is absolutely a, another wonderful way. And so the whole wheat pancakes with the um, vanilla buttermilk bean syrup. buttermilk syrup. Oh, my gosh. Can, can we just take a moment just to let our eyes roll back oh. in our head for just a minute? I mean, heaven yes. right there. <laughs> they really are. And. <laughs> Uh, th that's one of my sentimental recipes. You know, I have so many, um, you know, modern, unique, flavorful, global flavors in my cookbook, but I did throw in a few of these sentimental ones. And my grandmother used to make these whole wheat pancakes, and they're using whole wheat berries, and you blend it in the blender. And just that sound of the wheat cracking in the blender is so, it, it just makes my mouth water. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, and just and and then vanilla on top of it that just everybody loves <laughs> vanilla and uh, i i read this article on 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 one of the scents that um, turns men on more than anything is vanilla so ladies i mean or or or, or, or gentlemen if, that's right if, if you know if you're wanting to uh have a sexy meal make make sure there's some vanilla in it <laughs> <laughs> or if you that. don't I want a sexy tip. meal, <laughs> or if you don't want a sexy that's meal, going, stay away from vanilla. <laughs> yeah, stay away from that's going to be my next cookbook. That little tip for you. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> well, you know what? Let's talk about your next cookbook. So, are you already getting yeah. ideas? What were there things that didn't make it in here that you want to make sure go in another cookbook? Oh, definitely yes. And and the next one is is slated for in a couple of years. Um, which I'm super excited, and it sounds so far away, but really, it will go fast. And it I'm, will. I'm excited to start diving in and creating recipes for that. And I'll tell you what, <laughs> I keep thinking my dessert chapter is the biggest chapter in this book, and for good reason. <laughs> I love desserts and sweets. <laughs> and I keep thinking, oh, gosh, I, I'm thinking of desserts and cookies and all of these things that I can put in the next cookbook, and I keep thinking, oh, I've got to narrow it down. <laughs> well, not only is there a lot of wonderful desserts in here, but some of the food is actually dessert worthy too. The glazed bacon wrapped sweet potatoes. I mean, those are going to be added to our Thanksgiving table. Those just oh, absolutely look amazing. And we Good. love sweet potatoes. And so th this is a whole new way. I mean, it looks elegant, uh, wasn't very difficult to do, but oh, they just, 
you know, I mean, that is something that everybody I think is going to love, love, love. So I already have oh, it yeah. like dog eared and I have like a, a sticky note on it. And I mean, it's, it's already, it's, it's a done deal on that one. Good. Because, well, if you like sweet potatoes, you will yes. love the, the cheese and herb potato gratin, which is also in that same side dish chapter. And I throw yes. sweet potatoes in my gratin. So you'll love that too. Oh, and it's so beautiful. The way you, you did that gratin was just, oh, it was just, I mean, I, I looked at it, I thought, that is fancy. But then <laughs> the, 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 the way that you made it look like, it was like, I could do that. I'm like, I could make that. Yeah. that it, it really you know, is Just easy. looking at it. Yes. Mm -hmm. And it's, and it's a feast for the eyes. So it looks it, like. Yes, and it's just, it's the exact same ingredients you would make your typical uh, potato gratin with instead of layering it flat I turn everything up on its side and it really just that one step makes a big difference with the look of it yes absolutely it just I, once I started reading I thought I can do that and I will tell you it's so <laughs> impressive to look at and I'm thinking yeah of course that, that's what we all want is a little flare you know when we put stuff yes. out you know yes. just a little pop right there heck yeah yeah I <laughs> So the chicken in paper, I, I uh, read some reviews and first off, all of your reviews on Amazon, everybody had, they were all verified purchases, all five stars. Everybody loved oh, the yeah. book who was receiving it. They were making the recipes. Good. They were, I think uh, one lady was starting at the beginning and going through every single one of them. <laughs> and <laughs> so uh, really, you know, that, um, you know, that's, that, that's, that's amazing. That that really says a lot. So people in, in, in her family are going to be eating eating really good. Well, for, but, yes. <laughs> but, the, but they love the chicken and paper. So I, I wanted you to touch on that just a little bit because so many people were talking about the chicken and paper recipe. Well, you know, it's one of those hidden um, skills is parchment paper, paper cooking. And in French, it's called un papillot. And so you may have heard that or seen it in an old cookbook, but it really is your food tucked into an envelope of parchment and baked in the oven. And it creates the steaming effect inside that parchment paper. Uh, and it holds in all of the flavors and cooks very quickly. So this chicken and paper, it's sort of, I don't know, I think Americans do tinfoil dinners a lot. And mm -hmm. it's, it's like that, but the presentation is so lovely and it's, you can put so many different things in there because it steams and I do chicken and I added vegetables. And the fun thing is I just peeled my carrots and made ribbons and nested that under the chicken. And I put some dried fruit and crunchy nuts and herbs and all of the flavors just meld together as they cook. And it only takes about 15 minutes. And what's fun, the best part is everyone at the table gets their own little packet of dinner and that they can open up on their plate. And it's just a fun presentation. Yeah, and that really sparked uh, something in people because, I mean, uh, uh, person after person really hit upon the chicken and paper mm -hmm. and how much they really enjoyed doing that and how much their families, just like you said, loved getting their own little wrapper, almost like a food yes. gift. And then you unwrap yes. it and then <laughs> exactly. and, and well, it's right I there. Enjoy it. And and what I, I also want to share is I love when people will make my recipes but then experiment on their own. And this is a really great recipe, the chicken and paper, to experiment on your own. You can do 
different vegetables. You could do a little filet of fish instead of chicken. And so make it, get comfortable with the technique and then play around. That's my advice to people. Well, I, I, I definitely wanted you to talk to your readers and your fans, if, if you could, um, and, and kind of get out what you wanted them to know, because right now with the COVID and people are in lockdowns or, or um, staying home a lot more, book signings are just mm -hmm. not happening as much. So you're not being able to get out there and really talk to everybody. They're not being able to come out and see you. So um, because mm -hmm. that's not happening right now, is, is, is there something that you'd like to tell your readers? Well, definitely, yes. I mean, it really has changed our lives this year, being at home. And not only that, I hear from so many people that with their children home more, they're cooking every single meal. And you do, you can get burned out with, oh my goodness, what am I fixing for lunch today? And then there's dinner again, and I'm feeding a family. And something that I, I love, I put a whole chapter in here about recipes that you can make and then use the leftovers or similar recipes or a marinade for another meal. And I think that just alleviates some of that pressure of having to create a menu every single week. You can just choose a recipe and say, oh, I know how to make that marinade and it works for three different meals and we're set. Or I know how to make that meatball and I can, make, I can serve it to my family for lunch or dinner in several different ways. So that's one of the things that I often encourage people to do, and especially in a time like this when creating meals and feeding your family is, is harder. Um, it's a lot of work and not only is it cooking but you're grocery shopping and then you're cleaning up so I like to encourage people to prep ahead to think about their menus ahead uh, like you said you've dog-eared so many recipes but if just simply menu planning for a week will help you enjoy that time in the kitchen a little bit more I, I think so too and we have the holidays coming up and I really am a I, I just love to tell people to buy cookbooks for gifts. I, I just think that they make yes, a oh really, good. really great gift. And we have the holidays coming up. And 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 when you're buying the the cookbook as a gift, kind of I always tell people, you know, look through it and and see if something jumps out at you. And then maybe, you know, say the vanilla bean um, syrup, maybe mm -hmm. just get like some vanilla and then the cookbook and make that the gift. And, you know, mm -hmm. or if, if, if there was something else in there, buy that spice and add with the cookbook to give as a gift yes, or, or, or a little or, kitchen tool or yes, or a kitchen your... tool. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. And then that give that and, and put some thought. I, it makes great, you know, for birthdays, graduations. I, I can't tell you how many cookbooks I've sent off as graduation presents for, for kids um, yes. who are going off to college and, you know, going to be on their own. And uh, my niece, she, uh, she graduated from Arizona state, um in December this past December right right before COVID but but which when she went off it's been about five years I sent a cookbook with her and when I we went to her graduation she showed me that cookbook and it was just I mean it looked like every kid at Arizona State had had uh thumbed through that thing and and she she loves dessert so she had made every dessert and you know she had gotten known for 
for for making these desserts and so that just oh, uh, was really amazing and and i love that experience and that's what cookbooks do that's why you you know have such a passion for them that's why you collect them uh because it does it just it passes that on over and over again so you're not going to go wrong ever i don't believe ever giving a cookbook as a gift and this one covers all the bases i mean from the butter all the way to the syrup to you know many many recipes in between and the salsa and the sweets i mean it's just it, it's a it's a beautiful beautiful cookbook tear congratulations well thank you so much and i i echo that what a what a great thing so thanks thanks for sharing sharing this book and enjoying it well, it's called Live Life Deliciously, and it is available now. It's on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, wherever books are sold. If you don't see it, ask for it. They want to sell you a book. I tell people over and over, they're like, I didn't see it. Yes. Like, Go in and ask for it. They will order it for you, ship it right to your house, and you don't ever even have to leave. Or if you want to pick it up in the store, you can do that too. But if you don't see it, ask for it. Just just because it's not on their shelf doesn't mean it doesn't exist. So um, exactly. ask for it, order it, and use it. Well, thank you, Tara. And we will be right back. But order this book, Live Life Deliciously. We'll be right back. All right, I think that went good. Tara? With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.